Taking the Cap with Stevie. I'm Stevie, and today, yet again, we'll be taking the cap with Ray and Illy. Hey, bro, how are you? Good, mate, good. Boys, are we ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. Sure are, mate. Do I have, do I have to bring my own cap, or do I get one in the mail soon? <laughs> Take it, bring it, whatever you got to do, mate. As long as we're taking the cap, yep. that's all that matters. So, today... We're gonna. We've already looked at Jonathan Taylor. We've already looked at Joe Burrow. So on today's pod, we're gonna look at DeAndre Swift. Um, I guess now we've reached a one-week milestone. So one week for the draft. So we've got to ramp up these pods and, and get everyone excited. Um, Illy, start us off here, mate. Um, you know, JT was your lock 101. What can make Swift change your mind? Uh, what will make Swift change my mind if JT doesn't get picked up in the first two rounds? Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I, I rate Jonathan Taylor a bit more. Not to say that Swift isn't probably my R2, RB2. Uh, I have Dobbins a little bit behind him, but he's definitely number two at the moment. Okay. Fair enough. And yep. Ray, what, uh, I guess your thoughts? Uh, landing spot, man, pretty much. It's, if, he's, if he's in a, like, a committee-type team, then that would be the only thing that... You know, oh, sorry, if, if Taylor's in a committee-type um, team, then that'll be the only thing that will move Swift. But there, in my opinion, I don't think it's 1-2, but it's 1-A, 1-B for me. But, yeah, I wasn't in that Jonathan Taylor podcast, was I? Yeah, you were, man. <laughs> you were binned. For me, <clears throat> I guess it, it all goes down to the positives, um, the positives of Swift himself. If you look at his pass catching and pass blocking, um, that's, that's his you know, two of his stronger um, assets that he's going to bring to a team in a passing league at the moment. I think it's just going to be too valuable uh, for a lot of teams to pass up. I reckon he probably maybe goes in, the, you know, early second or, or I don't know. I don't think a first round running back is happening this year, but I, I actually believe he's going to go before um, Jonathan Taylor because there's that, you know, big, um, I guess, draw. Uh, with his passing game to potentially land at the Chiefs and they've got a late first, the latest first of them all. Um, and and he could be a really, really good fit into that team uh, with with what he does and what he brings to the game. So um, it really depends, I guess. It, even if he fell to the Dolphins, which, which you know we talked about and we touched on, um, they're going to need a pass catching back if they've got you know Jordan Howard there bruising uh, for the first couple of, um, I guess, reps. But... I mean, look, no one wants to see a committee, but I think his pass-catching ability and what he'll be bringing to PPR formats um, makes him a, a valuable asset in any draft, uh, rookie draft coming up. Yeah, agreed. Ilya, do you think if he, if um, Swift uh, gets taken uh, first, would, you, no, would that no, change? No, only if a Jonathan bit? Taylor in doesn't get draft? taken in the first couple of rounds because then there's, there, there must be something that, that the scouts know that we don't. Uh, uh, so Swift is most likely going to yeah, probably cool. go either the Dolphins or the Bucks. So Dolphins maybe at the end of the first or uh, their their mid second pick thirty nine, or the Bucks at forty five, which will suit the suit his pass passability and pass blocking because I'm pretty sure Arians wants um, a decent running back at the back to protect Tom Brady. No, hundred percent, and and Tom Brady loves the the halfback screen play and, yep. and and you know you look at Jimmy White um, and you look at yep. Dion Lewis before he departed crazy statistics crazy um, you know crazy yep. good fantasy production and mate I'll give you a hot tip if he lands at the Bucks I think that 
could well be enough to catapult him into 101 with with his abilities and the way that that offense is going to run. Yeah, maybe. Uh, again, like it, it will just come down to where Taylor goes as well. I think if Taylor goes anywhere decent, like we said on the first one, where if he goes um, Chiefs, Ravens, or even Miami himself, where he's the bell cow, like it, it, not Ravens being the bell cow, but Miami or, or Chiefs, uh, I think he's going to be a beast. Uh, I don't know. I feel he's a better better player all around, Jonathan Taylor. Swift's got the positives of uh, pass catching and pass pass protection. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, look, and at the end of the day, Swift has his negatives as well. Um, I, I believe he forces a lot of his runs um, just because of his actual running style. Um, you know, he doesn't necessarily wait for an opening. He tries to create the opening every time he runs. You know, when you yeah. watch the tape, he is very creative. Um, he's got great burst, but sometimes he just needs to let the, the play develop. So, he, if you know, you know, if you're looking for the next Le'Veon Bell, this isn't your guy. Um, it's actually hard to compare him to a play, I guess. Who's somebody in the league that's always looking for an opportunity? I don't know, maybe back you know, Giovanni Bernard when he was running well yeah. for the Bengals. Um, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy that will reverse the play yeah. and try to make something happen. So, um, but he does lack poise and, and you know, he, at the end of the day, um, his running style might also lead to a lot of injuries in the next level when he had a lot of nagging injuries throughout his collegiate you know, career. So um, that's that's the negatives for, for you know, once again, nitpicking yeah. a, a phenomenal athlete, five-star yeah. high school rec- recruit. Um, I don't know. What, what else have you guys seen, I guess, positively or negatively, that's going to impact well, your decision of where you take it? Well, uh, yeah, well, I was going to just say, it's not really going to impact the decision really? where I take him, yeah. but a big positive is obviously he, he doesn't have the wear and tear as the other two guys that were we're talking about that would be in the top three I think with uh, Dobbins and and Taylor yeah Yeah, well he was behind Chubb and Sonny for his first year yeah so yeah and and Uh, he only had only three three years years same as running back for a year yeah Yeah. but but just not a heavy workload didn't really do much the first year and then like just progressively improved to a decent he's hit 1k in both years uh, the past two years um, rushing but um, yeah, I don't think he's got the wear and tear, which would be good. He has fresh, fresher legs, which suits the style he plays as well. Obviously, um, I think he gets picked, picked by the Bucks. Honestly, that's my hot tip, man. If he's if he's Bucks, I think that's one on one error. I don't I know forget, if you had he, something to add yeah. there. Yeah, pretty close. It'll be pretty close to one on one, one on one for me as well. If he lands there, just because of the setup in that team and. With Brady there, loves doing the, the little dinks and I don't know. He does have the explosive playmaking ability to you know to make, score a touchdown from anywhere on the field as well. Even though he doesn't have that patience yep. as you mentioned before, I yeah, think there I was think a reason move, why move there was a, a me, saying in you know in dynasty formats of sucks for Swift. There's a reason why last year you know if he was available there was been you know teams that were taking him for sure this kid is is a gun and and you know i know he is very high on jonathan taylor i actually think swift is for me the best running back um it's going to be situational to where he lands i really want him to land in an offense that is pass happy um or you know will encourage kind of that creative player um yeah you don't want to see him i don't know these are these nightmare landing spots but somewhere like the bears for example who just make a mess of every running back that's been in there since Nagy's kind of taken the reins or 
um, you know, then obviously the Eagles or the Patriots where there's a hundred different people to compete with, you don't really want your guy there. Um, So that's the only thing that that would scare me. Um, Kansas City is a dream result. Bucks is a dream result. Um, I think this kid is, is, you know, he's a phenomenal player and he's going to bring a lot to a passing, uh, you know, league at the moment from the running back position. What happens if... Okay, say say he gets taken by uh, the Bucks. What happens if Taylor gets taken by the Chiefs? That's an interesting one. Um, is he moving your off that much, or vice versa? What if I, I do think, you think, I think got, Swift at the Bucks is is more uh, attractive uh, than Taylor at? I think at it's more. Chiefs. It's going to happen. So I, I I feel like that's going to happen more so than than Taylor anyway. Yeah, mate. If that happens, I, I believe I think that's a perfect fit. Great coach, great quarterback, um, well set up team. Um, I, I believe that that's probably the best landing spot for DeAndre Swift. So if that happens, then for me, he he's you know one hundred and one in a standard and very very high in a in a super flex format. Ray, I don't know if you think the same or want to argue move me here because I love a good argument. <laughs> um, I too love a good argument but I'm going to agree with you man I do like Swift and ever since he was mentioned to me I think like, during the season last year, last year or two years ago I've been watching him play and yeah he's a phenomenal player yeah he's got the big game attributes and can get a touchdown from anywhere on the field man like you love that in the team and both of those players going to both of those landing spots the Chiefs and um, the Bucks. that's just probably yeah. the best case scenario for both of those players to be honest but yeah I'd, I'd probably yeah it would be very close but I'd probably still lean Swift not by a lot okay. but yeah uh, where, where does he fall in Superflex still two spots behind the uh, two quarterbacks that I talked about well, yeah, I mean, look, realistically, if Tua gets a pretty good landing spot, like, for example, if Tua's at the Chargers, um, it's going to be hard in Superflex to say no to Tua um, before you say yes to, to Swift. So in that scenario, I believe that, yes, Tua is still ahead of Swift. If Swift lands at the Bucks and Tua lands, I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to name a name, but somewhere that, that's just not a good spot for quarterbacks or don't believe he'll develop properly, then, yeah, maybe he catapults. Maybe he jumps ahead. Uh, he doesn't jump ahead of Joe Burrow, but he definitely jumps ahead of Tua if he doesn't land in, in a good position and, and Swift lands in a great position. Um, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what my thoughts Very consensus well. yeah, there, boys. Very consensus. I think it's a consensus across the board. So. Like I said, <laughs> sucks for Swift. He comes from a great school. That's, that's the difference I what? really uh, uh, compete Correct. A good running Absolutely. Backs, no Sean Marino from, from, like, from good old days. Yeah. And then he obviously most recently Charb and, and uh, Sonny Michelle. Well, he so, could, he's very likely to fall into the Sonny Michelle trap who hasn't really tr- transitioned into the NFL as the being a beast. That now, it, we're talking about rookies, but I tell you right now, this is Sonny Michelle's year. Just watch it. <laughs> he's going to blow up. He's sure. going to blow up. That's a hot take. We, without Tom Brady. One down. Okay, I'll write it down. He's gonna blow up. This is what well, this is where <laughs> the running of of Sonny will come in. Anyway, we're okay. we're digressing here. We're talking about. Well, we're arguing you about said the you wanted to argue so. here, and we've got to keep it on message here. And the yeah. message is: DeAndre Swift, draft him ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Don't be an idiot. Uh, incorrect. 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 If he, if he lands in the right, mate, you didn't let me finish my story. Yes. What happens yeah, if Swift doesn't control. land in the box? What if he falls down into like say? 
later territory like the Jags or or the Raiders or something the, like that? The Jags is a good spot. The Raiders is horrible. Then definitely yeah. Taylor. Um, well, I don't know about Jags, but you got to look at Lenny at the moment and think he's going to run out of tread. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want something a little bit more versatile and, and Swift brings versatility to the game. And Yeah, but but they, they they run Lenny to the ground, man. Like he's he's not and that's gonna when Swift steps not in because he's ball. gonna that's get his thing. annual injury. Trust me, as a Fournette owner, I know it's coming. So um, look, it's uh, it's it's not ideal, but it's not the worst. He's still ahead of Dobbins for me, even at the Jags. Okay, that's fair. No, he's ahead of. I'm not saying he's not ahead of Dobbins. I don't think I've ever said that. I said I've got. What if Dobbins of- lands at? you know, the Bucks or the Chiefs and then he lands at the Jags. Then, of course, Dobbins probably sneaks ahead, right? Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. You always got to take talent over landing spot, right? Uh, In some scenarios, otherwise you probably wouldn't have ended up with Kamara on your team or um, AJ Brown on your team to name a a couple of players. But, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I guess the consensus, me and Ray are are all all on the Swift trade. The 101. you're still lagging. No, I'm not lagging. I've, I've got my 101. <laughs> He's potential 101. Uh, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking about Swift at 101, I wouldn't feel bad about yourself. I think you're, you're onto something. Yeah, well, either of those two running backs is a good year to be 102. It's not a bad decision anyway. So. It is a good year to be 102 <laughs> or 103. It is an absolutely fantastic time. <laughs> uh, unless yeah, it's Super Flex, you want Joe Burrow. Oh, again, like as I said, it's good to be 102, even in Superflex. <laughs> it doesn't change. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's true. Absolutely. Well, boys, I think we'll wrap it up. The next episode, I'm going to do a double dash. Oh, um, look after the weekend, we'll, we're going to look at wide receivers 1A and 1B or 1A Henry half Ruggs. and 1A half. And you know, we're going to look at Ruggs and Rhaegar. <laughs> no, we're going to look at uh, Jerry Judy. <laughs> and the man himself, C.D. Lamb. So um, uh, get, get your notes ready. Those two are obviously right now probably a hotter conversation than Jonathan Taylor versus Swift. A lot of people are leaning towards JT. It's probably 75%, 25%, where I think um, Judy versus Lamb is currently split 50-50. So looking forward to it. All right, man. Same here. Too easy, boys. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> See you there. See you there. All right, boys. Thank you so much for joining us. And <laughs> until next time. Bye.